You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. husband hi honey sickle (laughs) (laughs) these are are getting more and more like things that i don't want you to call me (laughs) Um, today we are sharing tools you can use for the christmas spending season giving our advice about spending and savings to someone new in their career along with the other usual stuff so let's take it from the top with notes on life and money lately yeah how's your life Um, my life is good in many, many ways. I still have been feeling too busy, a little overwhelmed. Mm Um, I mean, it's, I still have these times where, I mean, I'm able to like relax and really enjoy things. Uh, we're recording this just the weekend after Thanksgiving and we had just a really great Thanksgiving with Mm -hmm. like our little immediate family during the day. And then we went to your parents' house and got together with your, just all of our family here. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. I mean, it was just one of my favorite Thanksgivings. It felt really, really fun. So, I mean, it's not as if I'm a stress ball all the time, but, um, yeah, I don't know, just kind of my level of busyness and the thing, the tasks running in my head all the time that I need to do is a bit too much. Yeah. That's the thing is like, you have lots of things, but the, the things themselves aren't, uh, the problem it's all the ancillary little things that come after mm-hmm. like all the little um, yeah it's, it's you know, just, just that i have lots of things little tasks to do not none of them individually is terribly and, hard or and i feel too like that long. makes you harried too like like you have yeah. to be thinking about these little nitpicky things with right. each of your major like you know yes. stuff that you want to do need to do to keep all of your mm-hmm. um, projects going but right. all of them add up to like you've got little things over here, little things over here, little things over there. And yeah. then, oh yeah, there's these kids over here and your house over there. Right. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, so that's still kind of going on, but, um, I am really thinking a lot about 2017 being kind of, you know, a, a fresh start in a way with mm-hmm. a new year. And I'm trying to really brainstorm ways that I can lessen that. And I Mm -hmm. do think I have some ideas that I think will help. So, um, yeah, I think maybe we should have on our next episode kind of like a, um, like looking back at the year and then I'd love to, I'd love to in the new year kind of do our, like what we're, I think we did that last year too, what our kind of savings goals are for the year, Mm -hmm. like financially. And then we kind of always talk about some life stuff too. So, Mm -hmm. so anyway, I think I, I think I'm identifying some of the issues You know, like, okay, so I'm feeling kind of stressed and overwhelmed at times, but what is it exactly? And I think I'm identifying those things, and now Mm -hmm. that helps me, so then I can have ideas of how to help that. So that feels good. Oh my gosh. Minima three. Minima three. Colon, decluttering your projects. (laughs) Maybe so. Okay, (laughs) maybe so. Um, But uh, yeah, so what's going on in your life lately? Besides my life being stressed. is fucking lovely. Okay. I love my life right now. <laughs> I'm coming to the tail end of my sabbatical, but in the meantime, I've had a very successful time with the professional stuff, but mm-hmm. I have picked up a new skill, which I talked about last time, sewing, and I'm on a tear. I am sewing. You're loving it. Like, like every day almost. Yeah. And if, if I could just drop everything else and sew, I would. 
which I know is a weird thing to say. I mean, but I'm like so committed, so excited that I just went out and bought on Black Friday, which we don't usually go out and do buying on Black Friday, a serger, which is a a type of sewing machine that helps you do um, seams and seam allowance, deal with seam allowances and stuff. Anyway, it helps you make clothes really essentially um, really well. Anyway, so like I now have the equipment to do what I think is really driving me to sew so much, which Mm -hmm. is making my clothes, making possibly clothes for you and making clothes for the kids. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like in the end it'll save us money. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's just a very creative hands-on yeah. making kind of thing. And I yeah. just, I'm finding, I just really enjoy the process of making a, a product that is actually mm-hmm. going to be used in the end. So I made the, that little holiday pillow. Mm-hmm. That was my first project. Um, I guess I made the kids Halloween costumes. Yeah. That was your very first project, yeah. I guess. Then it was the pillow. Then I tried my hand at making them sweatpants. I made each kid a pair of sweatpants, mm-hmm. uh, which they wear mm-hmm. and they work and they're the yeah, right totally. size. It's cool. They have pockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I'm so impressed. <laughs> uh, and then... You made those dolls for them. Oh, yeah. Then I made dolls. One, so they'll have a Christmas present. It's like a big huggable doll with Velcro. Kind of so looks can, like a big pillow with arms and legs. It's yeah. super, super and cute. A smiley face. Yeah. yeah it's so really cute. I'm going to produce a few more of them for gifts for some of the... some. Babies in our lives. And, you know, I, I mean, it's just kind of reminding me, I, you know, had kind of started dabbling in sewing at one time and I've dabbled in knitting before. And I, when I have been into knitting before, there is just something where I think about it all the time because there's something so satisfying with making something with your hands. Mm -hmm. It is so satisfying. I mean, it must be, uh, an evolution evolutionary thing i mean like being productive with your hands like we're just meant to do that it's (laughs) like so deeply satisfying and so it's just been really cool and it's cool that you're now into making stuff like that because i would love to do more handmade gifts for people you know blankets and you know there's lots of home stuff i mean it just you can make so many useful um really great looking things i love the idea of being able to pick out um you know, fabrics and colors and things that really like, you know, that person well and stuff. And so I think for me though, it can be like a new project can be overwhelming, but it's just Mm -hmm. fun to think about. Like we could sit down in the summer and plan some handmade gifts for people and like work on them together, you know? And so that is really exciting to me. And I would be exciting, excited to just, yeah, kind of have that as something we kind of do together. I feel like that'd be a place where we'd really come together on gifts because we usually clash a little bit on gifts and how much we spend and what we buy and how much we buy, like all that stuff. But this would be, because I I would see it as a, as a cost reducing thing, Mm -hmm. but also there's, you know, the thing you really care about is doing something that somebody cares about. Like a really thoughtful yeah. Yeah, gift. And so I feel like that's that's the perfect place to come together on it. Maybe so. That's exciting. Yeah. So I'm just really enjoying that. But now I have to protect myself because I have to be disciplined to not sit down and sew because I've got like I've got materials to make Dash a pair of jeans. I've got materials and patterns to make myself a t-shirt. Right. And I'm excited to do those things, but I need to be, I'm working on a book mm-hmm. and I have a paper that I need to finish up and get out the door too. So like, yeah, you kind of need to wrap up your like work work for yeah. sabbatical at the same time you want to take advantage that you have this like still flexibility. So yeah. I think that, I think that you totally can do it all. You just, I think you do have to be disciplined with your time, you know, mm-hmm. the more probably structured you kind of make it and like front load, get those things out of the way that you need to get done yeah. and like have your sewing as a reward yeah. or something. 
But I have taken extreme, not extreme steps, the things I should have done at the beginning of my sabbatical, which I'm actually emailing people and saying, I'm totally shutting down communication for the next six weeks until I'm back in January. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm not coming to what have been really essential meetings for me to still go to. I'm not going to those anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so opening up like hopefully whole weeks where I'm unhindered by anything ASU related. So hopefully it makes it easier for me to finish up the mm-hmm. work I need to finish up and then delve into more sewing. Yeah, cool. And well, searching. Got, you've got <laughs> sewing and searching. You've got a month left. Um, okay, so let's move into kind of um, a little bit about money lately. Um, so the Christmas season is upon us. So gift buying and gift planning and all these things. So mm-hmm. we have already been... I've already been doing a lot of gift planning mm-hmm. and gift buying. I think mm-hmm. you've been doing some too. Mm-hmm. You're having some secretive elfish behaviors, <laughs> <laughs> like s- secreting away packages very quickly and things uh-huh. like that. So, um, but, so I wanted to check in. I think you checked in on some numbers for us, like what we budgeted for Christmas and maybe what we've spent so far. Uh, what we budgeted is $815. Okay. Which is... 815 That seems like a really random amount. Yeah, well, I think we allocated a like, like per person specific per person, and then, okay. yeah. So, but you know, it's just a yeah. estimate, right? So that's what we've estimated, but I have no idea what we've spent because we even I haven't really talked about what you bought right. and what I've bought, right? So, the things that I have bought, I have stuck with what we planned to spend. <laughs> and what did we say that we planned to spend? <laughs> well, I think we said a hundred dollars, like me spending on you, you spending on me. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and then I think we, well, we're probably, I think we're probably going to exceed what we said we'd spend on the kids, which I think it was like thirty or fifty dollars per kid. Uh, per or kid. Total? Per okay. kid. Yeah. Um. So we'll just have to we'll we'll have to have a follow up on this next time to actually bring our numbers together and see okay. how much we spent so far. And I far. just feel like I've had like some just random stuff too, where it's like, I've been putting some gifts, some like Amazon orders where it's like some gifts, but also like some things for me that I needed. Like I mm-hmm. needed some new little no show socks, you know, like random things like that. And I've had some trips to target where I started buying daycare teacher like gifts, but yeah. then, you know, also bought diapers or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, sometimes it's like kind of hard to tease apart. I don't think, I think in the end we'll be very close to that because it's a pretty, I think it's essentially a pretty liberal budget. It includes many, many people because we're like, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but you know, we're going to, we're buying like, yeah, little gifts for daycare teachers mm-hmm. and our mailman. Mm-hmm. And actually the, I got, I got some of those, I got some of those gifts today and we yeah. just give like our, our mailman and the garbage truck drivers and people like that. I usually and neighbors get and you like know, a little box of cookies yeah. and a little gift card or something. Yeah. But those things add up. And so, but, but everything is still pretty modest and we've, thought about what we're going to get mm-hmm. our family and friends. We just, I don't think we've started buying that stuff yet. Well, I have. You have. But oh. you haven't. <laughs> so. I have made a gift for my nephew. There you go. So I have been putting in the work, <laughs> meaningful work. I see. Christmas work. Yeah. Well, I do, I do think that um, this week with December 1st coming up, I think we should have another like sit down meeting and kind of see where we are, both like budget wise and just like what we need to get done wise. Yeah. And so this is something interesting too, as we were kind of talking about it this week. For me, I do really enjoy thinking of a thoughtful gift for a person and like giving it to them. But until a gift is purchased, wrapped, ready to go, 
it's like a thing on my to-do list Mm -hmm. and it feels stressful and undone. So I can fully enjoy the Christmas holiday season with all of my gift shopping done. And Mm -hmm. more and more, I am wanting to get it done earlier and earlier because that just means I get to relax earlier. Yeah. But I think that you don't feel the same way. Like you don't have the same urgency pressure to like get stuff done. So then I feel like we kind of have a mismatch on Mm -hmm. like I'm eager to get it done you know, and then maybe you're not quite into it yet. And then yeah. maybe it's, you're kind of like, well, I'm not ready to spend that money. Whereas I'm like, I've already thought about it a lot. I'm like ready to spend the money. I don't want to stress about it anymore. Yeah. So I just feel like maybe that's something we've kind of still a dynamic that we're working through. Yeah. And also like you, you will think of a gift that you, you think somebody would like mm-hmm. and is therefore thoughtful. And so you, you would buy it. Whereas I'm like, I have no verification that this is an actually useful thing for mm-hmm. the person I'd like to buy it for. And so it's possibly a useless thing. And so why waste that money? So mm-hmm. like I have this, uh, that's probably not how you're supposed to approach Christmas, but because I'm such an essentialist, like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give anybody anything that's not useful or they wouldn't, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, a pair of socks useful, but a piece of art that they would actually appreciate. Mm-hmm. And so I need to know that this is something that will be utilized in their lives. Otherwise it, I feel like it just buys into the Christmas culture of, you just have to give a gift because you're supposed to give a gift, you know? And, and so like, I, <laughs> but then I don't know how to ask people other than just like emailing and texting and saying, what do you want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. I'll get you that thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but you know, I'm not like a, you know that that's not what I do. Like I really think of, I don't think of like, I'm just going to get something just for the sake of giving. No, no, that's what I'm saying is you think of a thoughtful thing. (laughs) I like, I really, I think I'm like, I think about someone, I think about what are their interests? What have they like mentioned? I have like, I feel like I have a good memory for things like people mentioning, Oh, I love the color blue. Oh, I really love like, you know, to do these kinds of things Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, yeah, I guess then it feels like why like, I don't know. <laughs> Why can't you like trust that I came up with a good thoughtful gift? Well, no, I do trust it. I think okay. I think the so I think what you're referring to is we had a conversation about gifts you had thought about for various mm-hmm. people. And I was like, "Okay, and you had like one or two maybe items per person." I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Well, just get the one thing, you know, mm-hmm. they like that." Mm-hmm. Um, cuz I think I was trying to contain costs. Gotcha. Uh, and so and that was where I was reacting to your thoughts on it and mm-hmm. it was my initial reaction mm-hmm. but you had put a lot of thought into right. it and so there was a mismatch there yeah, too i think that tends to happen because i do think about things for a long time because i know that you're like on things like that i know that you're not as interested in thinking about maybe as early mm-hmm. and i just like to think about things for a long time and like kind of mull things over and so you know i'm gonna admit this you know what it is i'm family selfish and let me explain that okay. i think i think I don't care a ton about the various gifts I buy other people. Mm-hmm. So like if it's essential and useful, if I figure out like somebody want, just wants a gift card to mm-hmm. a place, they will use that. That satisfies mm-hmm. the purpose done. and is done. But for my family, for us, mm-hmm. I can drop crazy cash because I get <laughs> so excited about the various things that, you know, I, I think right. like lifestyle type stuff uh-huh. we would do or you yeah. like bikes and sports right. equipment I and see. things like that. So yeah. anyway, so it's like, the reins are loosened when it comes to the money mm-hmm. we spent or I want to spend on the, our family, our right. nuclear family. 
but everybody else, it's like, all right, let's cost contain. Let's just get the essential thing. And Interesting. Move on. Okay. So that, that makes sense. And I feel like that also makes sense in terms of like, cause I feel like that will happen. We're like, we're looking at gifts for people, you know, and I feel like there's been instances where I'm like, I want to get someone a $30 gift card and you're like, make it 25. And it's like, (laughs) come on. But then (laughs) right around the corner, here you are like spending all this money like on me. I mean, not like I don't appreciate it, but it's like, wait, like you're saying like, it's one of those things like where there's no money. Like we can't spend any money versus like three weeks later, you're just like, I got you all these gifts. I mean, it's, it's an expression of your, you're like expressing love like to me and to the boys and stuff but then it just it feels like so disconnected from the person from like two weeks ago it was like this person doesn't need a gift and i'm like this is one of our friends like can't we just get them a gift yeah yeah that's that's exactly the thing is like everybody outside our family just just the the minimum essential thing that will that will be used to make them happy and then us let's go crazy (laughs) well but then i mean you know that i'm not about extravagant gift giving Mm -hmm. so so maybe you could like, and I think, I think you end up doing this, but like giving me some leeway then, like if you're just like, you just want it to be fine, they need to get a gift, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then like if it matters kind of more to me yeah. and you know that I put really thought into it and I, mm-hmm. I really do. I try to think of like, okay, if I'm going to get this person a reasonable gift for this amount of money, like how can I maximize that in terms of like having a nice gift, but Mm -hmm. having it be really something they're going to enjoy or be useful or will appreciate or whatever. So, well, I think, yeah, so I I should be more lenient when you do that, but then you should probably be more lenient when I'm first reacting to your thoughts, Mm because it'll be my first reaction. But I think I'm realizing the solution is just go back to the budget. If we're within the budget, we said for that, that couple, then I'm good. You know, I should just sign off and, and you thought about it. Mm-hmm. We created the budget. We're all good. Okay. That's that's where that's where that's how we resolve this issue. Right. I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe we could talk about it a little bit earlier too when I first start talking about it too, yeah, or start yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um. Okay. The one other thing that I wanted to bring up, I don't know if I told you about this beforehand, but um, because we talked about this recently, or maybe we're going to on the Girl Next Door podcast, mm-hmm. um, and that is tipping around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people or, you know, there just is kind of, you know, a thing that like kind of around the holidays, maybe you give the, you know, anyone like your landscaper, your house cleaner, you know, sometimes even like the mailman or something, a holiday tip, mm-hmm. like kind of, you know, some extra cash and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. just maybe talking really briefly kind of how we approach that or thoughts on that, hmm. things like that. <laughs> You're making it seem like, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it seems like a nice gesture. That, uh, I, I guess I've never thought about doing it systematically. Gotcha. Because I just tip like 20% on mm-hmm. anything, whatever it right. is. That's what I do too. And then, but, and then just round up. So it's usually like 22, uh-huh. 23, whatever percent. Right. So I figure that's, that's industry standard plus, mm-hmm. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't looked to see. And so then around the holidays, you don't feel like you need to do... No, because I guess I've always extra. assumed I'm a generous tipper as it is, so I've never gotcha. thought to like throw in extra. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, and I don't know, I guess I would like to look up and see, I mean, is there some acceptable standard yeah, it's, that like are, people like a, are accepting? I'm, I'm talking about like, like, restaurants. A, like a, no, it would be someone that like, like regularly cuts your hair or that cleans your house or like your lawn, mm. like just kind of 
any anyone like that. Um, even um, someone mismentioning recently, like their exterminator that regularly came, mm. just kind of anyone like this. And um, yeah, I don't know, anywhere from like a 50 to 100% tip. I mean, like, like very generous. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty generous. Um. I don't know. So I guess it's it's something that we haven't done systematically in the past. I do feel like in the past for our house cleaner and our landscaper, we have paid them extra. Yeah, we have like done that, we're yeah. U- we're usually just paying them like what the standard fee is, and then like in December giving them something extra, like a twenty to maybe twenty to fifty percent tip. I think yeah, before. Yeah. Um, and then we do try to do those little gestures for our um, garbage man, recycling person, our letter carrier, mm-hmm. leaving them just a little something. Yeah, I think um, I, I guess any service. I'm trying. I'm, I'm just running through services that we use. Really, the only two things that we use that's a service outside of like a. I mean, we have Terminex. Mm-hmm. You brought the exterminator. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think to tip Terminex because we don't tip them. Right. We pay them pretty generously for their service. I, I guess I wouldn't think about that. <laughs> but like, a, if we did a gift, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the boxes of cookies or something that right. seems appropriate. Yeah. But a, a tip for house cleaners or people doing our lawn that mm-hmm. I could see because mm-hmm. they're, you know, that's a, it somehow feels like a more intimate job somehow. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but yeah, well, sure. I mean, they're like taking care of parts of your like household and you know, like our property. And, yeah, that, and I yeah. do feel like that makes our lives significantly easier. Like we've yeah. talked about, that's why we're willing to pay that money, you know, right, right. um, because we do appreciate it so much. So just could be a nice way to show that extra appreciation. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I would love to hear from listeners on this if if there's like what you feel like is a something culturally acceptable. And I'd be curious too, like I wonder if it's maybe different, different parts of the country, um, you know, mm-hmm. different parts of the world. Yeah, I would just really love to hear from anyone if, you know, I hope that we're not being like super stingy and scroogey and (laughs) anyone that comes to like work for us is like oh my god (laughs) i can't imagine who knows we'll find out i really i really do try to think of people in our life like that and try to do a gesture around the holidays i Mm -hmm. think that i tend to think of um not that i don't think they're like deserving of money but i just think of like wanting to express it in like a heartfelt like card and like a little gift or like something like that mm-hmm. i guess that's just more what i think of and the way that i like would like to express that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anyway yeah that sounds good okay let's move on to tools you can use So related to Christmas budgeting, uh, the tool that we want to share to use, um, this might sound so straightforward, but it's a Christmas budget spreadsheet plus some kind of way of keeping track of gift ideas throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I think that this has helped me just so much. I think um, before we were not like making like a spreadsheet list of everyone we needed to buy for and just kind of like keeping a list in my head okay like this nephew this niece these people whatever um but it really does especially as maybe like more people get added to your family or it can just be a lot of people you know and i think also then we so we write down every person like they each get their own cell in a like google spreadsheet or excel spreadsheet and then 
have a dollar amount next to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also right next to there, I'll list out some gift ideas too, just to kind of have it in one spot. Um, And I also include things on there like our Christmas tree, which can be, you know, 50 to $75. We get a live Christmas tree every year. Mm -hmm. Um, Stamps for Christmas cards, also Christmas cards, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of some of those extras that come up. And I failed to mention in our budget. So we generated our budget off the spreadsheet that we created and that Mm -hmm. includes the Christmas tree that includes Mm -hmm. stamps and all those Mm -hmm. things you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So yeah, I just, and I feel like that's something that I will start putting that together for the coming year, like, I don't know, in September. It just kind of helps me. Yeah, we've had that for a while. Yeah, it just kind of helps me like get a start on Christmas. Um, Like I said, just the earlier for me, it just kind of makes me feel on top of it. It it feels um, more fun and not stressful. And attached to it, one thing we were beginning to try, and we didn't fully implement it this year, but I think I want to get back to actually doing it next year. We have... Capital One accounts where we've broken out sub budgets where we're like primarily we're using it to save up for the twice annual uh, car. uh, What am I trying to say? Car insurance. insurance. Yeah. Car insurance payment. But we also had budgets for, for example, gifts. And so we broke out that 815. So it's like a checking account in Capital One, but you can kind of make these sub accounts into it. So you can kind of like like earmark. Mm-hmm. little chunks without creating like a billion different savings accounts or I've, I've always been kind of confused as to whether they <laughs> we actually are actual... don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I wasn't sure if they were just earmarked or if they're actual separate savings accounts, they may actually be separate savings accounts, but regardless we have, okay. it, it's easily done fully online. You don't have to be gotcha. calling people, whatever. Um, but the idea is every month you squirrel away a little bit of the money so that by the time you get to December, mm-hmm. you've got the allotment necessary to buy your Christmas gifts so that the, you know, if you're planning to spend eight hundred fifteen dollars in a right, month, right. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, Catch take you, you by, by surprise. surprise. Yeah. So I think that that plus the budget makes it really easy to be planned and prepared for mm-hmm. Christmas and not uh, tank yourself and run up a credit card bill. Yeah. And the other thing that has really helped me is throughout the year, when I see come across an idea online or out and about, or I just think of something maybe from a conversation that I had with someone come up with a potential gift idea for them, I try to capture it in some way. Mm -hmm. I have a Pinterest board that is called Gifts to Give. Um, So it's just for, you know, all different people. Um, But I kind of recognize, you know, who it might be a good gift for or just taking notes on my phone or if I've set up that um, spreadsheet, you know, just kind of as I think of gifts, I go in there and make little notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that kind of helps me because then if I found that then it was like, okay, it's time to buy a gift and it'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to get someone. And I, I never want to buy something just for the sake of buying it. You know, mm-hmm. I really do want it to be a thoughtful gift, like something that I hope they, you know, will enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like coming up with some kind of way, whether that's just a note on your phone throughout the year, it's just you have a place to go when you think of a gift idea for someone or they mention something, oh, I really love this author or you yeah. know, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. You have a place to capture that. Yeah, that's a really useful tool, which I have not used, but it seems like a good idea. <laughs> oh, and can I, um, can I mention something else that we're using? And I guess I don't know how well it's working. And this is an idea that I got from my podcasting um, friend, Sarah Bagley. Um, when I come across a gift idea for myself, mm-hmm. I email it directly to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, subject, gift idea for Kelsey. And then it's just a link <laughs> 
in the email yeah. because, and this has to do with just like how you receive and deal with information, mm-hmm. you know, kind of on that level or like, you know, what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I can tell you something and you'll remember, but I think it maybe is just better if I like email <laughs> it and then you have it yeah, <laughs> and not like in some, you know, a text or like I'm trying to do it in a consistent way and like mm-hmm. a very simple email. Like I'm not telling you a bunch of other stuff in the email. It's like, it's just this. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you've done this, but my thought was, I think this is what Sarah's husband does is like has made a folder and he just puts them all into there. I mean, you yeah. can even have it filter and just go straight into there. <laughs> <laughs> and then once a year, cause my birthday is close to Christmas. You could just open that up and be like, what does Kelsey want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my, my email inbox is a cesspool of aged, unopened, unanswered. It gives me emails. so much anxiety just to think about it. I thousands and unsubscribe thousands and to thousands. everything. I organize everything into folders and your email box gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, okay, people organize their stuff into, into these folders, but I just have the inbox. That is my folder. So then I just, when I know, I, I know that there's the emails in there. So, so I had every search? intention. Yeah. To search. Okay. Like I had every intention of creating a folder for the emails that you're sending me, but then I just realized I'll just type in Kelsey gift and I'll find those emails and then okay so Kelsey <laughs> gift that's what I should title the subject Kelsey I gift. mean that's what I'm thinking I, I don't know I'll find them don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah that would be like another tip maybe just for your significant other yeah. figuring out um you know because I you know your partner wants to get you something like you're gonna love and I think it can kind of just depend on yeah how they process information or file away information like for some people it might be a text or for other people maybe it's like looking online together i mean some how have peop- you done this for me how have i done this for you yeah because I'm, I'm no good at telling you gift ideas for me oh um you've told me a couple of things mm-hmm. i just i mean i have a memory like a steel trap <laughs> so i see okay <laughs> great okay let's move on to our listener question We have a question from Katie in Chicago who found us. This is fun. Who found us on the Paper Year podcast where we were guests, I think, just this past summer. So Katie writes that she is still new to her career and is single. So she only has herself to worry about right now. She is wondering how we budgeted or in hindsight wish we'd budgeted as a single person on an entry level income. This was a great question. Yeah. So I I think... You'll mention some, I think, really important things there, and probably anybody can go through our various episodes previously to hear about how we go about budgeting and, and other mm-hmm. tools to, to make this work. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about this actually more on a philosophical level because mm-hmm. we were recently in Seattle. And while we were there, um, you know, we went out one night and we were walking around and, and I was just looking at these swanky apartments passing by and mm-hmm. just real. And, oh, I remember there were plenty of people out and they're all very young. Mm-hmm. And probably young single people, and I'm just realizing this is this is what we all do, mm-hmm. and this is the really backwards thing. So the the piece of advice I'm going to give is to reverse the backwards way we approach money when we're first starting our careers, which is, you know, probably you're saddled with a little bit of debt coming out of college. Not everybody is, but a lot of people are, mm-hmm. you know. And then you start getting some money, and then it's like, okay, let me get myself set up in a sweet apartment, maybe buy a fancier car. Um, and then start going out and having fun mm-hmm. because I have the money to do it. And mm-hmm. I totally get that impulse. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. But the problem is this is exactly the time you reverse that impulse and say, actually, let me not do any do any of those things. Mm-hmm. Let me work on knocking out debt entirely and saving mm-hmm. as much as possible because 
now is the time to set myself up for a grandiose future. So whereas we spend a bunch of money, get ourselves in debt, and then spend the rest of our careers dealing with those issues, why not spend the first part of your career setting yourself up in a really awesome way financially, Mm -hmm. living modestly, not getting the awesome car, waiting many years to buy your house, all Mm -hmm. of those things, um, and then then spending the money on things that like maximize your life and your happiness in yeah. the future. So it's it's a reversal of how we often, how Americans just go about, mm. you know, new money. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's just a philosophical sort of approach, mm-hmm. a, a thing to think about. Yeah. Well, I had, I had something um, kind of similar to say, and that was just, you know, if I, if I think back to like when we were kind of like just starting out, I guess, like when I moved out here for my very first job, we were first living together. Um, we didn't realize at the time, but we were so unencumbered. Yeah. You know, we had at that time, we didn't have a mortgage, you know, we didn't have kids. We just had so much flexibility. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of something that you can't fully appreciate until you don't have it. Yeah. Like until you do have the mortgage and you have that set payment, until you have kids and then you have those set like daycare payments or just, you know, all the, you know, just, another kind of mouth to feed and clothe and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, I think just kind of, you're kind of trying to flip that kind of, like you said, even on an entry level income, just even if it doesn't feel like a lot of money, the, like the, the big freedom maybe that you have. And Mm -hmm. even if there is not a ton left over after rent or something, just that you really can choose right now to save it, to invest it. Um, things like that, that, you know, it might come a time, you know, very soon that like maybe more of that money would have to go to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of think that if we had been thinking that way, we just definitely would have been socking so much more money away oh, yeah. Yeah. for sure. So I think for us, that is something in hindsight and kind of like you said, like in terms of philosophical, I, I think it is such an awesome time to, to just be thinking, Um, Kind of like we've talked before, what are those qualities of my ideal life? What Mm -hmm. do I really, really value? Is it travel? Is it, um, you know, having friends and family over, like entertaining at the house? Is it, you know, some hobby that you have that you love? Um, You know, whatever it is, and just kind of recognizing the the power that you have of like working towards those things mm-hmm. even if it might take a few years like you could be working up in three to five years for an amazing trip around the world or something like that i mean mm-hmm. you really can't achieve big things i think if you like just identify a goal and can start kind of working towards it um kind of a, a couple of other things just like you know, smaller things, but kind of the the tools of doing that. I mean, definitely just setting up a budget and using a budget. You know, there are a couple of tools that we've talked about that work for us that might work for you, um, like Mint, just tracking where all of your money is going and being able to see it really easily. Um, Several of our listeners um, really love the You Need a Budget like app and software, Mm -hmm. everything, setting up those automatic transfers to your savings account, making sure that you're set up um, if your work has a retirement account and that you're maxing the amount of contribution that your work might be contributing to your retirement account. Um, So yeah. And the, the, the point you made about flexibility, like all those tools are essential. That's mm-hmm. like the basics, logistical, yeah, you right. know, tools to do it 
the right way, I think. But this notion of flexibility, how could you maximize that flexibility for your own efficiency? Mm -hmm. So if you can live in a modest apartment where you minimize your need to drive, for example, Mm -hmm. um, can you get away with no car at all or just one really, you know, super cheap car you have to depend on for just a few miles a day, if that, or something like that. Um, can you actually, because you have no family say if, and because you're not married yet or anything like that, can you actually share an apartment with somebody and cut your costs in half? Can you do these sorts of things so that you, take the flexibility that you have, the unencumbered nature of your Mm -hmm. life at the moment and really literally turn that flexibility into money saved. Mm. That's like, I feel like that's the... Kind of the power. Yeah, the power of that. And that money saved, you know, buys you the big things of the future rather than putting those things um, or getting those things on with loans, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the standard American dream right now is college debt, car debt, maybe two car loans, because eventually you get with somebody who also has a car loan, mm-hmm. then a mortgage, then, you know, paying for kids. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> debt upon debt upon yeah. debt, but maximize the flexibility to disengage from that foolish notion of the American dream to something that would really get you the things that you decide that you care about by thinking about what your goals are, like yeah. you were talking about. I do think too, just kind of as we've talked about, like if we'd kind of had the, had this mindset earlier, maybe some things that we would have done differently. I would just, have been sewing. <laughs> you would have been sewing. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just, um, yeah, to like kind of start just having that mindset in terms of questioning like that you don't have to just because all of your other friends are maybe ready to buy a house or get into a bigger apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of having the the breaks a little bit to just question it it doesn't mean that it might not be what you ultimately end up doing Mm -hmm. or or just like that it's right for you but just that you're not doing it just because it's the next thing on the list to do yeah yeah. you know and so i think that is like just very empowering um so Totally, totally totally yeah so anyway yeah thank you so much for the question and yeah we'd love to hear an update um yeah so Good luck to you. Sounds like you have a great head on your shoulders if you're even just thinking about these things. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Okay, let's move on to one big thing. What's yours? Can't be sewing. Can't be sewing related. I (laughs) (laughs) am not going to talk about sewing for now. I am announcing my candidacy to serve on the Water Resources Municipal Property Corporation in the town of Gilbert, Arizona. (laughs) Congratulations. Who has endorsed you? Uh, Dashiell Wharton. (laughs) (laughs) I think Dash is on my side. Um, So, yeah, so we talked about in our special episode about the election Mm -hmm. that we needed to take action, various things that we were doing. We were donating to particular causes, and I was saying, I think. I've decided that voting is just not good enough, not enough Mm -hmm. anymore. I want to always vote, but then I need to do something else and Mm -hmm. I need to become civically engaged. So you sent me a link the other day uh, in our town of Gilbert. This is the only position that is currently open on a board. Yeah. Uh, And so I applied for it and I, I probably will not get chosen. I think there are some incumbents who Mm -hmm. probably have the inside track, but uh, I'm going to start throwing my hat into the ring when it comes to little things like this and just, I mean, this is a little volunteer position. They, yeah. It sounds like if there's nothing much going on, they meet maybe maybe once a year yeah, uh, just to review a budget. Right. Um, so I had to learn about what this actually is and what mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's the most incoherent, it seems, uh, title, Water Resources <laughs> Municipal Property Corporation. Basically, <laughs> actually what they do is, is um, 
secure funding basically for for improvement projects related to water or wastewater mm, okay so they're a corporation that the town of gilbert can use to um it'll it they'll figure out the ways to issue bonds to to pull in oh, money and then they try to settle that debt that yeah. results from putting in the money to improve whatever the whatever might be a water treatment plant whatever the case may yeah. be cool so anyway i mean uh, even just i think even just um looking into that enough to like apply for the position is i mean that's not like changing our world. But I think as we start to try to be more proactive, just learning about how these things work. I Mm -hmm. mean, there are so many things that are happening in our government all the time and we have no idea about them. Yeah. That's a really good point. So I didn't do this because I think this is my, this is my uh, protest against a president Trump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What, what this is though is, is my, I think an entree into working in public service and and in government in such a way that eventually, hopefully this leads me to Mm -hmm. meet people and try to, you know, leads me eventually to the presidency, eventually to the presidency. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) To the white house. (laughs) My road to the white house starts on the municipal water corporation board. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's probably how a lot of, I mean, specifically with these random, like weird little things in government that people Mm -hmm. start to get into in it. And then you start moving your way up and learning the ropes of things. So we'll see. I don't imagine that I'll actually get chosen for this, but it was just an attempt to, to get going. Cool. All right. I'm proud of you. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, my one big thing is Alamo Draft House. <laughs> so our Alamo Draft House, it's opening in Chandler, which is just the neighboring city to Gilbert. It's mm-hmm. opening on Wednesday. We have mm-hmm. tickets for Friday night. To see a rival. To see a rival. We've heard good things. Um, I've just... I'm so excited. I think I've probably mentioned it before. It's just... I just can't get over it. Alamo Draft House movie theaters are my favorite, one of my very favorite things to do in Austin. Why? Because what is better than watching an awesome movie with awesome beer and awesome food? Nothing is better. <laughs> Nothing is better. <laughs> but it's just, it's so fun. It's just, it's just so enjoyable. Yeah, it's great. And- um and they have all the other, the, all the like themed events and they have, you know, an elf sing-along, elf the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. They all just do other, all sorts yeah. of like fun shows. It's like the top thing when people are going to Austin, it's one of the top things I recommend to them to try to go do. Um, so yeah, anyway, just that it's this thing that I've always just done in Austin. It's like such an Austin thing. Um, and they have been building them other places in the country. And I just, I mean, thought it would be years and years if we ever got one. And if we did, it would be in Scottsdale or way far away. We'd never go and it's going to be like 15 or 20 minutes away Mm -hmm. i just i just can't believe it (laughs) i am so excited um yeah so we have friends coming in town this um, weekend it just worked out it was going to be opening so yeah i'm so excited it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm excited too that's it that's a good one Okay, so let's wrap it up. Um, you guys know where to find us on Instagram in between shows if you want to see what we're up to, what Chris is sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, he is practically awesome, Chris, and I am Kels Wharton. You can send us emails at heymatrimony at gmail.com and find all of our show notes at loveandmatrimony.com. And remember to turn that flexibility into money, everyone. But also, love your honey, not your money.
what? <laughs> the the intonation in your voice made it sound like there was some other meaning in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Should I do it again? No. You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. Also our money. <laughs> <laughs> you said you didn't need to look at your outline. I know. All right, let's try it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs>